All right, here we go. Let's do it. It's a New Year's uh, resolution episode, ADHD and New Year's resolutions. That's very timely. We're doing a very timely episode today. Did you make one? Are you are you are you going for it? Did you forget about it already? What's what's your story? I'll tell you mine if you tell me yours. Let's go. are listening to ADHD Big Brother, the podcast for adults struggling with their ADHD and comorbid depression symptoms. Yeah. I'm your host, Russ Jones, author of Descending to the Top, believer that you can actually have a smile in your life despite this diagnosis. So let's make some sense out of this struggle. Let's learn some stuff. Let's laugh at some stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, here's some stuff. All right, guys. Hey, it's 2023. It's New Year's new episode, first episode of the New Year. How you doing? Did you guys party it up? I was literally in bed at 9.30, okay? I'm sensible. I'm a 47-year-old sensible man. I'm in bed at, at a decent hour. A New Year's resolution episode. Yeah, God, this is, these are hard for me. It's, I'm not a big fan of commonly themed things, you know, like a holiday episode. or like, It's Thanksgiving. What are you grateful for? Let's do a whole episode on gratitude. I don't know if it's because I'm so oppositional or if too many people are doing something, it kind of takes the excitement away from me. It's just not unique anymore or something. And the marketing aspect of it, I just, I'm not crazy about it. And I'm sure it would be great in terms of getting new listeners. You guys are probably like, oh, no, we love that. We, we look forward to the Valentine's episode and the episode on, on St. Patrick's Day episode. We, we would like that. God, or doing the coupons for like the program or anything that's like psychological trickery. To me, that's just like a, it's just like a punch in my soul balls. You know, it's like a, I'm getting kicked in my, in my, you guys ever get punched in the spiritual groin? It's very painful. It's hurtful for your soul. Let me just expand on that. The, uh, I'm, it'll help you understand who I am. Let me just talk about me for a while, guys. I don't talk about myself enough on here, and I just really want to dive into me. What makes me tick? Oh, God. Let me just explain this. That Maybe this will clear it up. It's I'm going to tell you the story of me getting a car this weekend and how that relates to how I feel about all oh, this marketing and psychological shenanigans. Um, and then we'll uh, fold this into New Year's resolutions. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. <laughs> oh, my God. My car needed so much work to be done on it, so it made more sense financially to trade it in than to get a new car. And that process, that's way too big for me. I know who I am. I I know my ADHD, and this is insanely overwhelming to me. So luckily, my brother's a manager at a car dealership uh, in a different state, but he was supremely helpful. And so that we're all on the same page here, I don't know anything about cars. I don't give a shit about cars or trucks. I I don't know how they work. It's like, oh, wow, it's a big steel thing that you sit in and it gets you from point A to point B. That's fascinating. I don't know how that works. And I don't know anything about buying a car. And my current need is that I need great gas mileage and I need to be able to afford it. So what is that? I don't care if it's lime green or anything. Just what is that thing that I need? And I don't know how to shop for the car. So I don't know the questions to ask. I don't know what a good deal would even look like. So thank God for my brother. And we settled on finding a Prius. And then he quickly sent me a a car that was located at a dealership like 30 miles away. I scheduled my appointment. And then when I met the salesperson, I told them who my brother was. And, you know, he's technically in the Toyota family. And I pleaded with them. I was like, I just need you to be transparent with me. 
I just need you to be open and honest and I will do the same. (laughs) And I'm like, I know you need to make money on the car. I get it. That's fine by me. Let's just be open and honest. And this will be the easiest deal you ever make. (sighs) You probably already know where this is going. After the test drive, the first thing that I was told was that my trade-in was going to be $3,000 less than I hoped and that the car I was buying had $5,000 worth of additional accessories over the price of the advertised price of the car. It was literally just a a line item. It said $5,000 accessories. (laughs) And I was like, wait, what? And then uh, I have a credit score of over 700. And so the interest rate they gave me on the loan was a couple of percentage points higher than I anticipated. But that accessories, what? So I called my brother and to find out what, what is the deal with these accessories? And, and it didn't match up with him either, you know, especially on a used car. That didn't make any sense. So at which point I go back and I sit down and that accessory number got cut in half magically. And then the salesperson went away again. And then when they came back, the, my car, they were offering me an additional thousand dollars for my trade-in car and the accessories was cut down again. And so now the accessories had gone from $5,000 to $599 for a couple of things that they had told me about that lined up with what my brother said they might be worth. And so it made sense. But from $5,000 to $599, five fucking thousand dollars, what? The amount of my spirit that was crushed <laughs> during this process. Oh, it was physically obvious. It was, <laughs> my shoulders were so slunched. They were so, they were so, and slunching is, that's a technical term. That's a, a term for someone that is so sad, so depressed that they, the, the shoulders, they fall forward and down. It causes the head to lower. It's, it's a total slunching. <laughs> I became so depressed in that store. In the moment, I, I don't get angry about this stuff. I get really, really sad because this is no longer about me buying a car. This is about Stacy. This is, and I'm making up that name, uh, the, for the salesperson. She, the, she, Stacy, this is about Stacy not being transparent. This was about my relationship with Stacy and how it went from total friendship. I mean, I start out, you're my best friend. I trust you implicitly, everything. It's just, I, you're, you're my best friend to now this total betrayal from Stacy. How could she? How could she do this to me? This is just unbelievable. And my RSD kicks in and I feel like Stacy's conned me out of my entire life. And I believed in her. This is a process, buying a car, it's this haggling. Some people really enjoy it. Like it's an art form. You go to a swap meet and something's listed for sale for $20 and you you try to get it for 10 and then you work your way back up to 15. You talk about, oh, the shitty quality and oh, I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to get it off your hands. And they're like, oh no, we have had a lot of people interested in this. So maybe I'll give it to you for this and blah, blah, blah. Oh, not me. I loathe it. I loathe it with my entire being. Is that dramatic? Sure. (laughs) Sure. Maybe. Probably. But that's how I feel. In my head, I'm like, you know what? If it's worth $15, then fucking sell it for $15. Come on. Why are you trying to cheat me out of an additional $5 on this unique decorative plate at the swap meet? How dare you? And then on the buyer's end, why is it about how much we can stick it to the other person and reduce their profit? Oh, we got a deal. Oh, God. So much drama. Not for me. 
it got to the point in the uh, where I was in the financing office, and now I'm dealing with this gentleman who's you know drawn up all the loan paperwork, and he talked up this warranty that sounded really phenomenal. It was like three additional years and blah 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 blah, and he's like, yeah, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm into it, sure. And he's like, okay, great. Well, it'll only add twenty dollars to your payment, so here we go. And I was like, wait, what? No. And then the slunching, I'm like, man, if you're if anything that comes out of your mouth is going to add to my monthly payment, I just don't even want to hear it. I'm not interested. If you have anything that will lower my monthly payment, that's the conversation we can have. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was like, I was asking him, do people usually show up here just, you know, because you get them at the end of the transaction where they're just exhausted? And he's like, no, actually, people are, they're pretty excited when they see me because they're getting a brand new car. <laughs> It's like, wow, that's not me. I'm totally, I'm totally depressed. <laughs> so how does this all tie into New Year's resolutions? Kind of just sounds like I'm bitching and moaning about my car experience. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, touche, guys. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for listening. It was, you know what? It, it was good to get off my chest. So thank you for that. All right. Well, let me tell you how to make a New Year's resolutions with ADHD and how to make it stick. I'm not a big fan of New Year's resolutions, and and maybe I'll just get to keep complaining. Maybe that's maybe this is just going to be a complete complaint. Oh God, I'm not sure if it's because I never keep them or if I'm just so oppositional. You know, so everybody's doing the one thing collectively, the world's all in on it. Well, you know, I'm not going to do it because it's not special enough. But because I love you guys and I want all of us to win and get our shit together this year, I'm going to make a New Year's resolution and I'm going to walk you through how I personally deal with making these changes, uh, what with all the ADHD and comorbid depression business. So I'm in my late 40s. What I would like to do is to achieve something physically. And I'll tell you what works for me and what doesn't work for me. And I'd be interested to hear what works for you guys. So hit me up. Uh, For example, habit tracking, such a cool idea, visually appealing. There have been a few times, uh, and even one recently, where I was into habit tracking in my bullet journal. I was going to habit habit track meditation, working out, eating healthy, monitor my drinking, like see how much water and coffee and alcohol I'm drinking. But the issue with this is that uh, I typically track for one day and then the next day, maybe I do, maybe I don't. And then the next day I definitely maybe don't. And then maybe a week goes by and then it's just all blank because I never did it. And it just looks gross because it's just, it's just visual failure in front of me and I don't like it. It's too much of a visual snapshot of me not doing shit. So a habit tracker doesn't really work for me. So let's think about why things don't stick. Um, My thoughts when it comes to getting fit is that there are a lot of components to that. It makes it overwhelming, right? Getting fit, it's just this general thing. I need an exercise schedule and I also need to be taking care of my diet. That's how I get physically healthy. But now we can break down working out into actual workouts and what that entails And I need to mix cardio and weight training for my goals. So that becomes a process then to figure out. And when it comes to diet, that can be broken down into, okay, there's the beneficial things that I could eat. And then there's the harmful things that I need to stop eating. And so this all gets overwhelming, this process. The more I realize, oh, there's a shitload packed into the phrase, get fit. I can't just say I'm going to eat better and work out. There's too much involved. And I can't just say I'm going to lose 10 pounds. There's so much involved in that. So the typical go-to on these kinds of resolutions is that we'll we'll order a process. 
we'll throw in with some sort of a four-week program where somebody else tells us everything we need to do and we fight tooth and nail to try to stick to that thing and it's so hard but we fight through it and then at the end of the four weeks we're like oh thank god it's over back to being me again and that's how those yo-yo diets end up working because we're not really changing our lifestyle we're just grinning and bearing it my resolution for 2023 is to get off my blood pressure medicine that's what i'm going for I'm on the medicine currently, and I've done it before, and I would beat myself up about being on blood pressure medicine again, but I'm just too busy being cool with myself. I do not wish to self-loathe anymore. Thank you very much. I do not wish to hate myself. I'm on blood pressure medicine, and I know exactly why. Life is stressful. I've been enjoying the hell out of pizza and burritos, and my evening whiskey has been so good and tasty. I've also been neglecting my workouts more than doing them, so A plus B equals high blood pressure equals back on medicine. The reason I'm choosing blood pressure as the barometer is because it's actually something that I track. I check my blood pressure daily per my doctor's request, and it's something that I monitor. It's something that I already do. It's attached to my wake-up routine. So I'll wake up, I'll go get my coffee brewing, and while that's happening, I'm taking my blood pressure. So my plan is that when my blood pressure is consistently at the ideal level, I will ask my primary doctor if I can get off the medicine. And he's a cool guy. He's the one that fought me a number of years ago. Uh, not, not physically. He did. Could you, could you imagine? I was like, Hey, I'm not going to take pills, man. You pill pusher. And then he beat the shit out of me and he made me realize how important the medicine was. No. <laughs> when I initially was like, I don't want to take fucking pills, man. He just replied, and I'm going to paraphrase this. He was like, yeah, I get it. Nobody wants to take pills. That's I get it. But look where you're at and think of it like it's like you have a flat tire. You put on the spare, and the spare gets you to the shop. You're not meant to drive the rest of your life on the spare tire. Take the medicine, get to the shop, fix your god-awful lifestyle, and then you can get off the medicine. And it worked last time. But by the point the, the point where I ask him to st- if I can stop taking the medicine, I will have already adopted all these new routines. So even if I would have to stay on the blood pressure medicine, I would have already achieved all these physical goals. Now, to make this work, because I have ADHD, I've got to start with one thing, one simple thing. For me, that's a 20-minute workout. That's a thing that I can do daily. Some days it'll be a walk. Some days will be a calisthenics thing, exercise bands. I've, I'll keep it fresh and exciting, but it's 20 minutes. And 20 minutes is doable for me to do a god-awful thing like exercise. And rather than habit track, I'm going to set this as a scheduled appointment. This habit tracking for me historically is, hey, I have a thing to do before the end of the day so I can check it off my list. That's the kind of a thing that I'll just keep pushing off to the end of the day. Because it's never urgent or exciting enough to do, I'll just keep pushing it and then it'll be too late. Appointments, they have a time frame. You do it or you don't. You make the appointment or you don't make the appointment, but it's predetermined that I have the time for it because I've planned it the night before. I've said, hey, 9 a.m., I'm doing this thing for 20 minutes. And for this big goal, I only have to do the workout. That's the starting point. That's my victory. I might still drink a whiskey at the end of the night. I may eat a pizza with my kids. But what will happen, and I know this from experience, I'm in the mode now of making positive choices. The workout, that'll make me feel good in the moment. During that process, I will most likely have some occasional insights and be motivated 
to change something else. Be like, oh, you know what? It would be better if I drank more water. Or it might be good to give up uh, drinking whiskey. And so then that those insights will inform the next thing that I add to this process. But no matter what I do, the one thing I have to do is the 20-minute workout. That's the easy thing to keep nudging me forward. And I talk about this in uh, the book, Descending to the Top. You guys, you can get it for free. It's on the website, ADHDBigBrother.com. It's that perspective that we're just trying to nudge ourselves down the mountain towards our goal. We are ADHD people. We can't put the goals on the top of the mountain and make it some sort of a uphill struggle. We have to make it easy. And by putting the goal at the bottom of the mountain, all it takes is little nudges. And then we roll down towards our goal. So for me, that's the 20-minute workout. And I would encourage you guys to think about the exponential growth that you can actually get from adopting small incremental changes. Here's a pretend setup, okay? I work out for 20 minutes uh, for two weeks straight. That by itself will create monumental change in me. For those of you that have, have ever done that nudge program with me back in the day when I was doing those two-week deals, that just two weeks of this stuff is massive. I, I wish I could be even more dramatic about it. It is life-altering. The amount of, it is monumental. And then after two weeks, you add a thing. I don't know what my two-week deal will be, but let's just pretend, okay? So uh, let's say during the workouts, I'm like, you know what would be helpful is for my blood pressure would be if I gave up the alcohol. Okay, so maybe uh, for now, I'm going to add to my thing that I I don't buy any alcohol for the house. I'll only drink if I go out with friends socially. And then a couple of weeks go by and I think, okay, I, I want to add a little bit more to my workout. I think I'm going to add a jog on the weekend. Let's do that. And so I'll do a, a big jog uh, for a couple of weekends because I want to do it, not because I feel like I have to do it, but because this is what I'm now motivated to add. All these things are going to compound. And can you just imagine how much change that you can create in yourself over six months of doing these incremental changes? And they're going to be changes that you make in your lifestyle. They're not changes that you force upon yourself because you've got to just grin and bear it. It'll be because you want to do it. That's what makes it so much easier. It's so much easier to achieve this huge goal over time than to be like, I'm going to start on January 1st and do everything. Just imagine that. Like, Imagine how overwhelming it would be like, hey, on January 1st, I'm going to exercise for 20 minutes a day. I'm going to go on a big jog, no more alcohol, no pizza or burritos, yoga on Wednesdays, meditation every single day. I'm going to drink eight cups of water daily, no more soda and blah, blah, blah. Oh my God, that's overwhelming. What kind of a fucking crazy person is that? But you can actually get to that point easily over time. You could be that insanely healthy person because it'll be who you are. It'll be who you became over time. And that's phenomenal to me. That's exciting. So that's my New Year's resolution. No more blood pressure meds in 2024. So what are you guys going to do? If you guys are struggling to find a New Year's resolution, try this one. For 2023, just be cool with yourself. Just wear that every single day like it's a fur coat, a faux fur coat, okay? You don't have to murder an animal to wear the coat to be cool with yourself. You could just, or just, you know, like a good ski jacket, a good warm, cozy ski jacket of being fucking cool with yourself. That's a badass resolution, and I hope you all do that. Outside of that, what are you guys, what are you going to do? What are your plans? I told you my resolution, what's yours? 
I mean, don't make this a one-sided conversation, even though it's a podcast. I mean, you can share. Send me an email. Say hi, Russ at ADHDBigBrother.com. Let me know what you're working on. I'll fucking cheer you on. If you guys have your plan, but you need help with those ADHD hurdles, check out. That's the $50 program. You will defeat your task paralysis. You will overcome the lack of motivation to get started on that goddamn thing. And it'll show you how to finish what you start. It's basically the skills that you need when you have ADHD. Go buy the program. You'll thank me for it. And guys, if you want to support the show, the links are in the show notes. And if you have time and you're getting value out of the podcast, please consider rating it, reviewing it, and don't forget to subscribe so you'll be alerted when all the new episodes come out. And with that, I hope you guys have a great first week of 2023. Let's go. I will talk to you later.